Hi, I'm Kevin Mahan. And I'm Sam Chaplin. I host the Attitude Era podcast. And I haven't seen any films. And welcome to Cinema Swirl. It's Cinema Swirl. It's our journey through Tinseltown, Hollywood, and all the films that my OTP has not seen. Mm. I'm Kevin, joined as I am always by my good buddy and the guy who's not seen any of these movies, much to my chagrin. It's uh, Sam Chaplin. Hello there. How you doing, Sam? Good. Yeah, yeah I'm good. Now, we, we not to you know break the fourth wall or anything, but Please we're, don't. we're block recording a few apps at the moment. So we're going to have to pretend like you have reacted and seen the legitimate backlash that there no doubt was about you not liking the Blues Brothers. Oh, right. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, just guys, you know, cool it with those hot takes, on my opinion. I mean, who would have thought Dan Aykroyd would have gotten involved? <laughs> Hit me over the head with a crystal skull. Who would have thought? He was hepped up on vodka. Hit me in my bone skull with a crystal skull. He was so cross. In the age-old battle of bone and crystal, uh, crystal always wins. Absolutely. You're not having any dessert until you clean your place, because it's episode number 28. (laughs) All right, mate. It's episode 28. (laughs) I think we've already done that one before. (laughs) That's why I'm going It's on episode 8. Yeah. (laughs) It might have been episode (laughs) 8. Today's episode is a very... Very, very special one indeed mm. and one which I've actually been wanting to do since like legitimately episode two I was like oh then we can do this yeah and then for one reason or another I was like ah maybe I have to wait for another bit and another bit but here we are finally we're doing Planet of the Apes yep can you tell that I'm excited? I can tell that you're excited. How can you tell that I'm excited? Because of how you said Planet of the Apes <laughs> and how you moved. Oh, Planet of the Apes! Yeah. I, it almost sounded like I was saying Planet of the Apes! Yeah, Planet of the Yapes. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, it'll be a Planet of the Japes here with all the hilarity that's going to okay. ensue. So it's a comedy. So I'm going to laugh probably more than Blues Brothers, right? You are going to laugh in this yeah, movie. Yeah, okay. Um, I will say, okay, before we sure. get into the meat of it, mm-hmm. all right, this is just so I'm going to you know put this little drop in your mind yeah. To spread and permeate. This is one of my favourite movies of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Not of some time. Of all time. Planet of the Apes, big special one for me. I'm right. Very, very jazzed. So if I fucking hate it, well, then it's going to be tough. You'll be out in your ear. Yeah. I mean, me, you'll be fine, but Cinema Swirl fan base, mate, you'll have a riot on your hands. You know, yeah. These people will call for your blood. Well, the podcast has been cancelled because of my reaction to Blue Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> this is well, I mean, existing in the void. Dan Aykroyd just has the he, he was flexing that was yeah. all it was was just okay. him looking down kind of you know I'm just going to flex you know like in the way that he decided to, you know to put a little sass on his uh, you know cameo in the Ghostbusters remake he was just flexing showing that the Aykroyd muscles are still very much firmly in place and engaged in Hollywood but to be fair that petition did get enough signatures that it will be debated by the government <laughs> so I mean I don't know how that's going to turn I mean out. the government's official stance is that Cinema Sorrow will be cancelled yeah but they agree that a lot of people, you know, maybe enjoyed it. Maybe some sort of referendum on whether we shut it down. Who knows? You know? Who knows? Yeah. I just want a red, white, and blue cinema swirl. <laughs> personally speaking, a full fat cinema swirl yeah. is what we're going to get. Not a soft swirl. No, no. no. Oh, I could go for a soft swirl right now. That would be quite nice. Soft actually. swirl would be quite nice. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. there's hard swirling to be done. It's time to dip ourselves into the mailbag.
Play the theme. Bring it in. Bring it in. <laughs> yeah, it's anywhere on the ground. It's fine, mate. You know, anyone's there. Yeah. All right. Oh, man, I can barely sign for it. <laughs> I don't know why they give you these uh, little, little machines. That little machines, now. and I, I'll just—I'll be honest, mate. I just—I did a wiggly line. Yeah, close enough. Close oh, enough. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I was going to say. Yeah. Right. We'll, we'll play the theme in a second. We'll go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm assuming now that the theme has been played. Okay. Right. Uh, just so you know, that if the theme has not yet been played, yeah. there is a production disagreement. It'll be playing underneath what you're saying. Now. <laughs> <laughs> On a loop. <laughs> There is a supermarket yeah. that delivers uh-huh. in this country, right? And it makes you do the sign. Yeah. Okay, that's all well and good. We all do the sign. Sure. And when we all do the sign, we all pretend to be like illiterate businessmen and like make our X or like, yeah, yeah. you know be a dog and put a paw print on or whatever. Mm-hmm. And most people are okay with that. But yeah. there's one place that you have to sign and print your name. Ah. Oh. On one of them little PDA gimmicks. Ugh. Uh, is it a PDA? No, it's a public display of affection. Uh, oh, P... No, what, maybe it is. Personal digital, digital assistant. assistant. Is that the same thing? Maybe. I don't know. Don't get involved in some PDA with a PDA. Someone Stop who, kissing uh, it. Someone who delivers for Royal Mail. <laughs> Make out with your device and but see what people say. What if they say, can you sign here, mate? And you just give it a little kiss and then give it back. <laughs> it's made my mark like, yeah. you know. But yeah, I'm just saying, got giant hands, that's shame. And you're not, you're not naming names with the supermarket. I'm not naming just names. Just in case there's some sort of sponsorship Look, deal in the future. Got Ackroyd on our back. Alright, don't need. Ackroyd on our backeroid. So I don't need the orange and the brown coming in our way and fucking wrecking right. shit for us. Okay? There's a clue for you guys. There's a little clue. A little clue. Yeah. yeah. For those of you in the United Kingdom. And theme. So Carl Whitney writes. <laughs> Hello, filmography buffs. Good to see well hear you back. Listening to the Lord of the Ring podcast and your chat on The Hobbit, I agree. It really disappointed me and made me so sad. Anyway, a little story here. I wanted to catch up with my ex. We had not hung out or done anything in some time. Even though we lived together, we had not hung out. All right, this is getting weird straight away. Yeah. So we decided a movie would be cool. We both loved Kick-Ass, thought it was so much fun. So the sequel came out and we got excited. We went and we had the movie cinema experience. We were pretty excited for all. We managed half the movie before we gave up. It was so bad and was the first ever movie we had walked out on. It was a screen where they were pushing people off cars and we looked at each other and groaned and said, this is just the worst, isn't it? And we walked out in sadness and ate churros. The Hobbit I did not see in cinema, but I watched the sequel. I was with a group of younger friends who were too young to experience Lord of the Rings in cinema. That's fucking scary. Sorry, for you it doesn't make any big deal, but there's a movie that I saw when I was, like, not not that young, and now there's Mm. people who are too young to see them. That just makes me feel... Probably some fans who weren't even born when when those films came out. It's crazy. In the early 2000s, you know? It's amazing. Teenagers. Kids growing up were a bit too young to see Suicide Squad. (laughs) (laughs) You think about that for a moment. By the time I got uh, to the mountains, we were so bored and over the movie, we all just started to play D&D while we semi-watched the movie in an empty cinema. Whoa! Okay, that's from Carl Screezilla Withy. Right. <laughs> First of all, I hope Screezilla is referring to when there is uh, erosion taking place on a mountain and the small chunk of rock that comes off is referred to as Scree. Is it called Scree? Uh, scree, yeah. Oh. Scree, I love. Scree is one of my favourite words. Uh, slag is when they're making cast iron and the yeah. leftover... Uh, 
solids and that's I remember slag. learning about slag and slag and scree like <laughs> scree like so screezilla is obviously quite uh, big in on, on erosion yeah playing dungeons and dragons in the cinema that's fairly like I mean yeah balls move have you um, ever started playing a game or a, or a you know no. <laughs> anything of the sort in the cinema no I think the worst I've done is um, I was in a very empty cinema watching the David Brent movie and I just started just looking at I, like I wasn't paying attention I just started have doing you, other you, stuff on my phone have you got like a bit of because I tried to be with a bit of a rule like alright not looking at the phone yeah got to be in the cinema like when you go to the just cinema to, now they're like don't ruin it to be very fair I was right at the back I knew there wouldn't be anyone disturbed by my phone jiggering if I was further forward I'd be like no not touching I, I saw Adventureland at um at like a it was like a film festival right so it was kind of a high brown crowd yeah yeah and I'll be honest it got a bit dull you know yeah. oh Jesse Eisenberg can't come you know, whatever like you know so I, I got bored and took out my phone and I started you know scrolling through it and I got tutted at yeah so I've always wondered because I think now Rightly myself so. as, a, as a grown up kind of going well I just want to experience the movie but I think I've got residual fear from being tutted at uh, yeah, you know? you've got tut trauma now here's a big one Lord of the Rings we've kind of danced around this a few times <clears throat> yep your reaction to Lord of the Rings has yeah. not really went over well with a lot of the, uh, the, the the public. Not especially, no. No. Do you want to know a funny story? You know Adam Bibolo? Yeah. Do you, do you know, have I told you this? I know who he is, yeah. No, no, I've told you about him, yeah. He's yeah. coffee. And uh, a friend of ours does Kevin's wrestling podcast. And he's a friend of ours. His dad's a big fan of Cinema Swirl. Right. He loves it. Oh, I think you have told me this. Yeah. He well, just... I think I could share this with people at home. Um, he loves, loved, yeah, past tense cinema swirl, um, but Lord of the Rings um, is his fave, right? His absolute His- fave. And he said, uh, he said that he couldn't, he couldn't deal with it. He couldn't put oh. up with it. He listened to like twenty minutes, and then he was like, "No." Well, my sincere apologies to Mr. Biblo. I, I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. That hurts more than I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. We're, we're at, you know, you can clean your plate, episode twenty-eight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Don't yeah. worry, it'll be fine. Soon will be episode twenty-nine. Yeah. But before things get a little bit uh, dirty, it will be episode <laughs> number thirty. Now, the main thing I'd say is we. We've not got a Star Wars movie yeah. lined up for episode number 30. Mm. And there are some members that, out there. I mean, I'll do the Lord real of the fans, they would say they are. Yeah. Saying that, in light of the fact that you displayed a complete lack of understanding about the Lord of the Rings universe. Yeah. And are unable to garnish any details relating to the second one. That even though you've allegedly seen it. Yeah. That some people out there, the critics would say that. Make uh, him watch it. Yeah. Well, I've had tweets that are less like... Like, oh, I think maybe you should give this out more aimed at you, being like, make him watch it, tie him down and make him watch that film. Mm. Like, people are very aggressive about how they want me to watch that film. They want me to suffer. Well, it's not so much more aggression as it is uh, hate. Yeah, um, you it's know, like hate mail. It's just hate. straight up hate mail. You know. So, can we, like, agree to a gentleman's agreement about this then? What if we, we say people use the hashtag, make him watch it? <laughs> If you tweet at Cinema Swirl with yeah. your ra- rationale with the hashtag make him watch it. Yeah. And we can count those as votes for me to show Sam two towers for episode number 30 for our, our season finale there. Okay, but uh, everyone who tweets with the hashtag um, throwback Thursday, that will mean that they don't want me to watch it. So I'll count all those as. Um... So that's it. You want that throwback Thursday? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll count all the throwback, throwback Thursday hashtags. Thursday. That's fine. Throwback yeah. Thursday. So we'll we, see which are one we wins. Are we going to agree on this? Shake hands? <laughs> 
<laughs> so if make him watch it, there's more results yeah. than Throwback Thursday. Yeah, now there's people tweeting the cinema swirl now, Mark. Ah, now, yeah. okay. You know, now that's... I thought we were just going on all of Twitter. No, 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 no. Uh, okay. No. Then still, you know what? Throwback Thursday. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. We shake on us. Listen, that's the audio sound of a hand. I've got very clammy hands. So. Yeah, see, it's very squelchy there. Um, I'm, I'm moving the thumb up and down like a smooth Western grip hand job on yeah. sound there. That's uh, just a little, a little. I read an hour of the deal. That's how you uh, assert. And look at this. What? Bam. Oh, I've turned his turned. hand, asserting dominance. You're going to pull it back. Uh, and then I'm going to <laughs> tap it there like that. Now, uh, the handshake has been going on for 18 Sorry. seconds. <laughs> I think one of my favourite handshake things is like the the kind of like grab on the arm. Yeah, like what's what's that? It's just to signify oh. double bond. There we go. Jeez, you are moist. I'm very clammy. You're yeah, like a fucking eel. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag throwback Thursday. <laughs> See, what well, I thought I was going to get you because no one actually uses Throwback Thursday. They do TBT. Ah, okay. Which is not Throwback Thursday. Well, now I guess that we've made it interesting. It settles. So make him watch it. Was it make him watch make it? Make him watch it versus hashtag Throwback Thursday. Yeah, um, and that has to be at. At Cinema, Cinema Story, you gotta add us. Right. You know, add us, it don't count. Okay. Okay. And I would say, I mean, are people free to put in alternative suggestions for episode 30? If, yeah. In your. On- Throwback 30? Yeah. Throwback 30, <laughs> you know, there we go. Well, that's that's that all settled up with then. I'm glad to know. Uh, Thank you, you for know. the email. Danny Murphy writes. Hey, I think you dropped this. One question. Who was the unkind heel you spoke of in Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring fame? Oh, we'll have to wait to episode 30 to find that out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I mean, if you really want to get that info, that hot scoop, that hot take, hashtag make him, make watch, him it. watch it at Cinema Swirl. Love to hear you guys do dogma, but I suspect the Protestant Sam Chaplin has already seen it. Keep up the great work. Danny, a big fan. So, that's a bit of an interesting question then. Mm-hmm. Um, have you for... Oh, and he's also attached a picture of a Dairy Milk Tiffin there ah, okay. as well. That's good. Nice. There's a question then for, for, for you. Have you seen any of Kevin? the works of Kevin Smith? I mean, I call them works. <laughs> we, I think we suggested a Kevin Smith swirl at one Have point. Have you seen any of them? Um, list off some ones and I'll see if... I haven't seen Clerks? Any, no. Chasing Amy? No. Mallrats? No. Dogma? No. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? No. Pretty much we're gone through almost. And then there's it? some newer ones. I don't know, but they're not part of it. I mean, I think... Oh, I've one, seen... The um, View is Skewiverse. Like, Zack and someone yeah, that's make, not a, part of make a porno. Of the, the, the Jane Silent Bob I've seen Bob the porn universe. one because it had yeah. porn in it. And I was a teenager, and I thought, oh, I'll watch the oh, I have a wank. porn. Yeah. Like, you know. That was my Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> I think that might be an interesting swirl to do, solely from the fact that I am absolutely certain you're that I will not like those movies you're anymore. You're not a fan, are you? I mean, you, you were loved, a fan. Loved, you, okay. loved, loved it. Right. But I don't want to get into too much, because I think that's an episode okay. in of itself. So maybe in the future we can look at Kevin Smith films. I know. Maybe that dirty swine will get episode number 29. <laughs> Who's to say? Who's to say? Michael writes, Dear Kevin and Sam, very happy to see you boys in the saddle. My question for you is, if you're going to host a cards night with two characters from any of the movies you've seen on the podcast, who would they be and what card games would you play? And most importantly, would you two work together to ensure an OTP victory or would you sell each other out for a chance of personal glory? Right, now, 
I mean, you, you go ahead with your answer to this question, but I, I think there's something's going to come into play here. I don't know, but you, you, you go ahead. I mean, I, I play 25. Uh, oh, right. Because 25 is the game that my dad taught me how to play, which if you, my dad had me believe was most normal game in yeah. the world. I've not heard of it. And me now, and, you know, when I was at camp, it was might as well be like, hey, who wants to play Jim Rummy or Bridge? Like, it's easy because you got a trump card and it goes up in multiples of five and it makes no fucking sense. Okay. So I play 25 to give me myself the distinct advantage um, I think I could utilise Sam in some sort of uh, dummy um, kind of well no, 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 dummy a, a dummy <laughs> that I could be kind of you, know, you could use you to bounce off right. kind of, you know make think that oh you'd be like oh this guy's a big card shark over yeah. here you know I, I could use you to enhance my card playing people I like to play against um, I'm trying to think of people who've had a lot of money yeah. and are oh, dumb okay. I think uh, alternate timeline Biff would be a, a good person to play yes, cards with very good because he's a big dum-dum. Yeah. Uh, also say Jabba the Hutt would be good to play uh, cards with. Yes, I think he'd be easily exploited. Little hands. Yeah. You know, can't, can't shuffle. Do that. So there you go. <laughs> uh, the only thing I, I was going to bring up was, the, you know, when they're saying like, would you work together or would you sell each other out? Uh, we played Jackbox a while ago. I was thinking about it as soon as I saw the email. <laughs> I was thinking about this, and I can't remember what the situation was, but it was like, I can't wait to hear your version of this story. <laughs> I absolutely can't wait because okay. I know what on so, my version. Okay, of the okay, story. that's fine. So we're playing uh, a game on on Jackbox, which is like a, a fun party quiz game on the PlayStation, and it, the, this round round was a lot like uh, Golden Balls, the quiz show at the end. They have the split or steal round. Is that in the chase? No, no, this is Golden Balls. Golden Balls, different Carrot, chase. Different okay. thing. Split or steal, right? So you have a certain amount of money, right? What? and you can either both pick split and then split the money, or one person picks steal and the other person picks split and then the steal person gets all the money, or if you both steal, no one gets any money, yeah. right? So it's a question of honesty and yeah. integrity. And we had a little back and forth being like, right, let's just split this, we'll both get the points, everything will be fine. And and, and that, that was you initiating that and being mm. like, hey, let's just do this because this will be fine. And I just went for the steal option and got all the points. And what was funny about that was that when Sam did that, yeah. uh, you were the only person in the room who had seen Golden Balls. Yeah. Literally the only person. Mm. And uh, also as well, we had friends over yeah, as we well. Did. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of people in the room. So we were like, oh, we'll do it. You know, we'll split it. I'll be good. And it was like, yeah, I'm less than oh, Sam. Good mates. They're yeah. good mates, like, you know, good role models. Yeah. And then it just goes, oh, no, it turns out Sam lied. Yep. And everyone, oh, Jesus. Yeah. And then you went, oh, it like, got very real very quickly. Yeah, you know, oh, yeah. it's like Golden Balls. Just, like, just what, a game, mate. What is that oh. rubbish? Okay, everyone at home, please YouTube Golden Balls Split or Steal Round because there's some really heartbreaking moments there where people have to play for a lot of money and someone just steals it all. And at the end, there's just a little bit of footage of Sam uh, screwing me over. Yeah. Uh, just remember, hashtag make him watch it. <laughs> hashtag make him watch it. The movie du jour! Planet of the, the Apes. Apes. Yeah. It's been referenced in a hundred million, billion, trillion things. Yep. What do you know about Planet of the Apes? It was Earth all along. Yeah. You damn dirty apes. <laughs> you know the, the stuff from the Sim- Simpsons reference. Sim- Planet yeah. Um, Dr. Zaius, Dr. Zaius. Dr. Zaius, Dr. Zaius. Uh, oh, Dr. Zaius. Dr. Zaius, Dr. Zaius. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I think you're crazy. What a second opinion. You're all so lazy. Dr. Zaius, Dr. Zaius. Did it, did do. From Chimpan A to Chimpan Z. I know that the Statue of Liberty is there. I know the ending of the film. I know the end. I know the big climax. But like Stuart Lee says, where it's like, oh, why did you build this exactly <laughs> like on Earth? They've got a replica of the Statue of Liberty <laughs> on their funny ape planet. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Earth 
it's a, but you think it's a planet of apes. Okay. I mean, it is a planet. So there of apes. are apes. There are loads of apes. Whole what, planet. What, what are these apes? What's their What's their spiel? Well, they they've got a planet. Okay. Now, right. So there's a planet of the apes, mm-hmm. right? Which turns out to be Earth. Already know that. Already know the ending. <laughs> It is Earth. I will say you're in the same boat as basically anyone born after the year 1968 was. Yeah, I know. It's like Luke, I am your father. It's like, it's a punchline to twist ending. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Who's up to Luke? Um, That puts Jedi in a whole new cut. Oh my God. Yeah, so it's Earth. But it's a right. So it's a planet full of apes, mm. and there's a human there, or a few humans. Okay, so at least one human. Where have they come from? Then I don't know where they've come from. Do Obviously, know, not do you know Earth. Who plays the human. No. Do you know the name Charlton Heston? Yes. Why? Because it's a famous name. Honestly, I'm not even a hundred percent sure what Charlton Heston looks like, <laughs> and I don't really know any films he's been in. Okay. Because I get him confused with, like, Orson Welles. Right, okay. And just, like, famous <laughs> actors from the past just all kind of blend it's into a, one. It's a cracking name, isn't it? Yeah. Charlton Heston. It's a name that if you just hear it, you're kind of like, oh, he's probably a famous actor. Pop a Blumenthal on the end of that and you've got a great name. <laughs> um, so he's he's on the planet of the apes. And I don't think the apes are being very nice to him. Why? Because he's different. He's not an ape. I mean, if anything, he's, he's, they'll they'll probably find that he's quite similar to the apes. Right. Can the apes talk? Are I'm they asking, you're asking you. Yeah. I don't know if the apes are chatty or not. I mean, from the Simpsons musical version, I would guess they can say some stuff, but I don't know. They can really dance. Or they just sing. go like, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. Ooh, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> What type of movie uh, do you eight. think this is like? Uh, it's like a like a almost a disaster. Like it's like a you know it's a big drama, mm-hmm. scary film, mm. almost horror, but not quite. So we've got some apes. Yeah, we've got a man. Dystopian. Dystopian. I see. Yeah. Do you think this is going like? I mean, I don't want to try and spoil things for you here now. But you're gonna tell me this Earth all along. <laughs> There is a Statue of Liberty there. I mean, right. are there any other like famous lines from the movie that you're aware of? Is that get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape? Yeah. Yeah, there's oh, that. Right. There's that. Heard that. Okay. Now, the apes, what do they actually look like? Because this is something that was made in, obviously, in the 60s. Are you aware of the how they actually look? Uh, are they very humanoid? Mm. Are they just men with ape masks on? Mm. Well, they, they, they must be, because it won't be that computer graphics that they have. No, now. they've not no. got them. They're um, CGI's. So men dressed as apes. So the apes are not the apes we know, maybe. They're slightly more advanced apes. Okay. Better apes. Do you think questions of evolution are going to come into this? Oh, I imagine so. Because you and I are apes. No, we're fucking not. We are, though. <laughs> yeah, so, but then where's Charlton Heston come from? Because they, they must have left Earth to go somewhere else. Oh. And then come to back to Earth without realising he was coming back to Earth. Was he taken away from his planet and brought to the planet of the apes? <laughs> Sentenced to the planet of the apes. Maybe. So, so the big question mark is over how he got there. You don't know whether or not the apes are good or bad? I think they're bad. You think they're bad? Yeah. All apes? Hashtag not all apes. <laughs> but I don't know. Men's rights apetivists. <laughs> I um well they're the villains of the piece I'm sure yeah or maybe humans are the bad ones after oh. all oh yeah oh I mean I'm for all for you know giving the planet back to the animals yeah. but I don't know if I want it to turn out like like what I imagine this will be I mean uh, obviously the you had Rise of Planet of the Apes came out and yeah. Dawn of Planet of the Apes which mm-hmm. were obviously big budget recent movies very popular yeah. in the box office didn't, didn't see those any inclination to go and see them like not really no how come because I haven't seen <laughs> oh, you reckon that you needed to see yeah. the original? Well, they're, pre- they're prequels? Yeah. 
really. I mean... Reboots? The reboots, yeah. Right. Yeah. And there was a Tim Burton one. There was. But I haven't seen that. Joanna, Jo has seen that. Jo the intern has seen that, but she's not seen the original. That was a straight up remake. Yeah, that was a remake. (laughs) Okay. Haven't seen that. Diabolical. Right, so we're not watching that. No, we're not. Jeez, I hope that's not like it'll be the typical thing you open the DVD case and oh no, it's Tim Burton's like, you know. Oh, they put the wrong DVD in the DVD case. I mean, for me, I'm I'm just gonna gush about a little bit here. Okay, sure. It's a real important movie for me. When when was this film made? Nineteen sixty eight. So it's an old film it's an old film it's not black and white no colour for fuck's sakes <laughs> yeah they discovered colour it's one of the talkies it's, it's one of the talkies <laughs> from 1968 Summer of Love came out because everyone was just so fucking whoa there's colour on yeah. the movies now way yeah. <laughs> so I mean I would always say with this movie do bear that in mind that it's 1968 yeah. and obviously think about limitations that revolved 1968 even for a big budget movie but yeah. also particularly about, I guess about maybe any points the movie is trying to make right so there is like I do think there's two ways of watching this movie and I'm, I understand I'm going to come off as the biggest fucking Planet of the Apes nerd ever mm. this is not an unbiased opinion but it is easy to watch this movie and take it at a face value right. but I do believe there is there's more a, to it there's a deeper meaning behind this it's based on a French novel that was kind of oh. like a very um, so it's not just a original thing it is no, adapted it was it adapted quite heavily right but adapted from a French novel translate to monkey planet monkey planet le, le planet le, les planet de monkeys yeah um, so it's adapted from that but that book was kind of basically trying it was trying to make some philosophical and moral points and right. arguments now monkey planet planets. sounds like a fun app that you could get monkey like a, planet yeah I'd like touch to play, the planet and loads of monkeys come yeah, out yeah like, I'd play that know. game can we play that? Yeah, we can, but right, after later. seven days, we're going to, have to pay 99p to get more golden bananas. Ah. They'll only respawn every time you sold that for a game of ours. Or, or, or watch an advert. You nah. know, one or the other is nah. that. So, I mean, for me, Planet of the Apes, I always thought Planet of the Apes is a very hysterical concept, mainly because of The Simpsons, particularly yeah. the episode of with Troy McClure doing the Planet of the Apes musical. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the funniest things ever. Yeah. And having seen Planet of the Apes after that, it only makes it even funnier. Yeah. So I think it's, it's absolutely okay. perfect. So in terms of the these um, moral things that it's trying to teach us, is it some yeah. kind of like very heavily evolution-based... Like not like you'd no. think, no. And I mean, I do believe there is probably a lot of people who maybe I don't want to say they've read into it too much, but I think yeah. the movie is presented in a way where you certainly can take what? certain arguments about it and, and put them on right. there. But okay. I mean, yeah, I think the, it's it's more than just a cheap popcorn sci-fi. Is, is basically right. what okay, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to say here. He says now before we go out and watch the movie and fucking get you know this line he said that he thought Blues Brothers was hysterically funny. So obviously my word does not mean a whole ton at the moment oh. at this point in time. I, I first saw the Tim Burton remake and I hated yeah. it. And then literally one of the first DVDs I got was the Planet of the Apes box set. So hold and, on. Oh man. Wait a moment. You saw the Tim Burton one mm. before this one. Yeah. Ooh. I know, yeah. That's, yeah. Well, that's just the way, I mean, what I'd seen originally, originally before that is I'd seen the Planet of the TV series, which ran in the 70s. What? Oh, yeah. Wow. It's basically two hunks going around from place to place solving problems in the Planet of the Apes. It was amazing. Right. So that was like something from my childhood that I love very much. Oh, there. I was going to say, is there, there's not an original sequel or any other original. It's just the, the Planet of the Apes, and then there was the Tim Burton one. Oh, no. No, no. Then there was Rise there was of Planet the- of the Apes. Then there was Beneath Planet of the Apes. Oh, there were. Then there was Escape from Planet of the Apes. Right. Then there was Conquest from Planet of the Apes. And there was Battle for Planet of the Apes. 
Are they all Heston based or have they got other actors in? I don't want to say. Okay. He's in more than one though, I'll right. tell you that much. So okay. yeah, there there was a big franchise. And I will say with this movie, kinda like Lord of the Rings, in the fact that my fandom for this grew to a huge no, point. No, no, as in one star right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't like this very much. Uh, what I will say is like I was the kind of person who was reading books about it. Yeah. You know, um I do remember at one point when I was like sixteen or seventeen, accidentally getting into a conversation with someone who I mistook to think that they were interested talking about the many layers of philosophy and meaning and whatnot that I thought was in it. Mm. I was one of those people. Right. Now, since physical media is went away the dodo and my Planet of the Apes box sets are far, far away, yeah. my fa- super fandom has kind of subsided a lot. And actually, the first time I kind of got a bit of a rekindle of that was when I went to see Dawn of Planet of the Apes in right. the movies. It was kind of like, oh yeah, I remember. I was fucking obsessed with this. Were those ones good? I loved, ones? Them. I loved yeah, them a lot. Right. I will say though, when I went to see Rise of Planet of the Apes yeah. with Joe... Which is the first one of the new Dawn ones? of Planet of the Apes and there was Rise of Planet of the Apes. Right, okay. And I went to see Rise of Planet of the Apes with, yeah. with Joe and she thought it was the silliest thing ever. Okay. Because there were monkeys on horses. And, <laughs> and monkeys with guns. It was like, no! It's serious! It's very serious. It's very yeah. serious. That cute monkey on a horse with a gun is very serious. Yeah. Stop it. Do we get monkeys on horses in this one? Uh, yes, we do. Yeah! Okay. Yes, we do. I'm, I'm excited. And then. when we come back, you'll get to hear Kevin's amazing Planet of the Apes impersonations as oh, well. Oh, boy. So, let's go do a cinema swirl. back just went to visit planet of the apes there we're back it was earth whoops spoiler there initial gut reaction yeah that was good (laughs) how would you write that word that you just said m n e h y g h meant not many positive grunts begin with letter m you're heading into meh territory there no like "Mm, baby that was a good film that's the kind of so it was a delicious, tasty movie. Then. Yeah, it's nice. Ah. Yeah. I might as well say it right off the bat because um, the version we were watching it got all glitchy at the end, so we had to go and find the end, literally the ending. Yeah, we the, had to go and watch end. it on YouTube. Now, obviously, the ending was something that you'd seen a bajillion million times referenced yeah. and whatnot before. It's weird, almost, because every parody of the ending is just. The ending. Yeah. You maniacs. You, you blew, blew it up. Got da- 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 Daniel you. to hell. Yeah. Was it, like, spoiled for you, the movie, in that that twist was, was already well and truly, like... More people know what this is than know what Planet of the Apes is. Yeah. You blew it. I, I, I'm pretty sure that people know that twist ending more than they know yeah. Planet of the Apes. I think so. Does it, it, does it spoil it? I mean, I'm sure there would be... My mind would be more blown by the movie had I not known that. Mm. But there's not really any way now... 40, 50 years removed? 50 years, 50 years Jeez, removed from crazy, it. crazy, isn't it? 50 years. Yeah. 
But I mean, I seeing, could have avoided that. Seeing that, like, and having the full-on twist there in yeah. the cinema must have been, like, the most fucking incredible experience ever. But, yeah, if you watch this movie, this is already spoiled for you, I yeah. guess. Was this movie a little bit, like, kind of different to what you thought it was going to be, or...? Um, it it was really good. I, don't, I didn't expect it to be bad, but, like, I expected it to be more like a film that came out 50 years ago, but tried to do some really high-tech special effects, and I thought it would be a bit naff. Kind of like now. when you see like kind of a child looking at a book and you're kind of like, oh, look at them trying to form proper thought that's not for you, it's for yeah, adults. I just, I thought it would be, it would have aged pretty badly mm. from how old it is yeah, yeah, and what sort of film it is. I still can't believe it's going to be 50 years. And like, it's really it's, good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. There's only hear. a couple of little bits where I'm like, eh, but even then it don't. It doesn't make much difference. What do you reckon to NRA spokesman slash main man in charge, Charlton Heston? I, I love him. I He's amazing. He's basically <laughs> Troy McClure in real. It's so good. You kept that. You asked me quite early on. And I, yeah. I always wondered if it was solely because Troy McClure played the Planet of the Apes mm. part in, in The Simpsons. But, like, what was it about Charlton Heston that reminded you of Tro- Troy McClure? Just a lot of his, like, vocal mannerisms. The uh, way he speaks. Uh, the, the timber of his voice yeah yeah. yeah. I think that is very clearly an influence for the Troy McClure character that sort of actor it's interesting because like this whole scenario that we've set up here where we're opening in, in space which is Charlton Heston f- leaving he's left Earth he's flying through space mm. he said they've been gone because of time and physics and all that in Earth maths. years they've been gone 700 700 years, years. but That's we haven't aged a day <laughs> today oh sorry i can't make lord of the rings jokes what's the point of this podcast uh, if i watch a movie and i still can't make jokes about it hashtag but, throwback thursday <laughs> he's a, he's not aged today i like to think what this is is that um this is after the events of jingle all the way right. where uh, phil hartman aka troy mcclure mm. aka charles heston has been rebuffed yeah. by Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. So it goes into space. He's like, that's it. There's nothing left for me here on Earth. My kid's got his Turbo Man doll. I'm out of here. Yeah. You know? So they're in space, and uh, Charles Heston's cutting his little promo here, his little monologue about, you know, leaving Earth behind. Mm. And uh, we've hardly aged at all. Smoking a big old yeah, cigar. Good. We look amazing. Good old days, isn't it? Yeah, nice. Um, the, the space chairs that they have on the spaceship look proper fucking comfy mm. so not like big leather like sausage shapes that are all that looks like a comfy chair the contours was, to the shape in the back of the yeah, spine line I know it's yeah. not important but the chairs look so comfy I liked the design of the spaceship I like oldie tiny <laughs> new spaceships I like the design of space as well yeah space looks quite fun it looks like a kaleidoscope back in the 60s before there were screensavers yeah. it's like well we have to go to space yeah. if we want to see cool abstract imagery yeah. like you know someone's pressed control F <laughs> like you know they went into the visualisations there it was the good old days, though, wasn't it? You know, back before the loony left got in and political correctness went mad, and you're not allowed to smoke on space stations anymore, which yeah. is... He's not even wearing, like, a space suit or anything. He's just, like, just... Yeah. <laughs> Chilling out in space. <laughs> having a- Can we talk about it Because, I mean, if you are in there in space, yeah. it's an oxygen-rich environment, isn't it? It's yeah. going to explode, like... Ah, even the Even Like, where is that smoke going? Just smoke a cigarette. It's oh fine. no, mum's coming quickly, open into the vacuum of space, blow it out, wave it with your hands, it's okay. 
So it goes all blue when he goes into space sleep. So he sees all his mates in the space pods, and then the, he goes to sleep in the space pod. He presses the yellow sleep button, yes. I think. <laughs> and then he <laughs> turns all blue, like he's, a, again, a ghost yeah. from uh, Return of the Jedi. Like. Nice. I like the fade to blue. Uh, once again, George Lucas is there, pen and paper in hand. Of course, this is before the days, wasn't it? Cribbing notes. You know, when people would come in and check to see if there's any budding would-be filmmakers, in inverted commas, nicking ideas as per. Oh, what's that, George? You've rejected the Hollywood establishment, is it? Is it because you've stolen all their ideas no. and now you've got your big bag of money and you want to go back to the ranch where no one's going to find but out? I tell you what George Lucas didn't put in his films fucking weird whale noises in the title screen it's the music is so weird oh the music like what what's that what, it's great. what happened here right was that we sat down to watch this it was yeah. around lunchtime we got mm-hmm. on a meal deal yeah and we were sitting down where and the star he's doing his monologue and there's a lot of you know crinkly crisps yeah and i was eating pickled walnuts so there was lots of yeah. There's lots of that noise, the pickle walnut eating noises. You know them. You know, I don't I, even say. I'm very well aware of them. So the volume was, was edging up and up and up because we wanted to hear Charles Heston's speech. Yeah. But also, I'm thinking second pickle walnut, go on, sure, it's a treat. And then what happens is the music hits for the title. Then, oh, God, it was so loud. Yeah, it's big, scary music. Yeah. That's happened to us so many times where it's like, Quiet opening bit where hey, lads make big a noise. loud title music. And then that puts us in our place. Yeah. Did you enjoy the music in the movie? Yes, Generally. very much so. It's it's scary and weird and uh so the instrumentation is is bizarre, but it's it's good music. The composer for this went out of his way to use like atypical weird yeah. instruments and you can tell using things like uh, like ram's horns or like animal horns that they would like make little trumpets out of and blow into right. uh, xylophones that are like bones like weird percussion stuff like that and I think it's fucking fantastic because you got this awesome like weird like noises at the start when you're going to your title credits mm. but in the first half hour of the movie particularly when they're travelling through the desert and you don't know what's what yet it builds the suspense like a motherfucker. It does. And I think, like, part of the... Probably the good thing about the music is that when you see the planet that they crash land onto, it just looks like fucking Earth. Like, mm. they, they haven't really tried to disguise it too much as... No, they just said the ranch that's for 20th Century Fox. Yeah, like, yeah. right. So, the, visually, that planet looks like Earth, right? But musically, the music you're hearing is not Earth music. No. This is weird, foreign, weird planet music. And I think that helps... Absolutely. Take you away from the idea that this is Earth. Because normally you'd crash land on Earth and, like, the stereophonics would Yeah, play. so have a nice day. Oh, I'm on Earth. On. Okay. It's Earth. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even going to bother. No, but, you, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. like the, <laughs> the music is, like, f- foreign, but not, like, uh, Earth foreign, like, uh, extraterrestrial. Like <laughs> or just... cast. One of them. It's completely different, and like so that uh, makes you feel a bit more lost, a bit more out of place. Absolutely, because I mean they they crash land, and uh, like when they are crashing down, I love like how kind of surreal. There's something about the '60s. It reminds me almost of, like the Prisoner and stuff like that. Where obviously we're not going to crash a plane. Yeah, we're not going to have a big explosion like that. Even though this is big budget movie, this movie had quite a big budget for yeah. the time. Can't that make it look good. Just didn't happen. Yeah. Like so, they do things like they were like first person's tail spinny shots going through the water. It reverses back. It's all like. Bruh! 
it's really kind of disconcerting. You feel a bit sick afterwards. Yeah, unsettling. And I like the way that when it crashes, they go into the water. It's like, and it's all like, and I was expecting a middle-aged man to come and go, get away from it all. Uh, <laughs> Center Park's break or whatever it is. Like, you know, crash land into your ideal family getaway. There's even stuff for mum and dad's to do at Centre Park. Tenpin bowling for the kids in the corner of the Planet of the Apes. And there's an adult tenpin bowling for the adults. Exactly. Hypersleep is such a a great uh, plot device. It's, well, it's we've really good. We've done a lot in movies yeah. recently that we've watched. Like well, hyper sleep. Go to sleep for ages. They and they've slept longer than they should have slept. Now, what I'll tell you about this hyper sleep sequence, and I don't know why, but one factoid I do yeah. know about this is that it was Charlton Heston's idea that they all grow beards. Right. He I mean, thought that was a good idea. It's kind of uh, funny. Got to like, go full on. You got to have the you know bad fingernails, like long. Would that actually happen in and, hyper sleep? I don't know if hyper sleep is an actual. It's, thing it's hard to talk about what. Would would happen in a yeah. fictional thing like you know they've all grown quite well kept beards even though they've been there for years and years and years by the sounds of things I'd say they've got breath like a smacked arse that's yeah. like 10 weeks past the sell by date probably like, and ugh. like the freezer bag that was keeping Stuart the, the female companions obviously they've just left a little hole in it and it's just gone they didn't, it's gone wrong they didn't seal properly yeah, exactly. that's why you meant to get that special wand to run it over the top of it to make sure there's no bubbles and out. they have a look at her and she's got some serious freezer burn going on because she's all weird and wonky she just rotted away basically you know what they did wasn't actually a dead but just got a very old lady there and they dressed her up a bit oh so that's how they did that that's special effects for you there it is yeah good old. times it wouldn't be bad though you're not going to hit you know do great for your self esteem can you play uh, <laughs> you're old enough that your age range includes <laughs> dead <laughs> Can you be a time-ravaged corpse for us, please? Uh, Thank you. Um, so, yeah, they've all got beards now, and the ship yeah. is sinking. You get a glance at the dashboard. It seems that the year is 3,968. Whoa. And they're all uh, dinging away in their little rubber boat. Yep. And I must say, you like the you know the futuristic design of the ship and the interior and all that. Yeah. It's very awesome. I love the uh, futuristic spacesuits. You know, they're nice, quite nice. Very nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, white pants, nice zip-up jacket. Lovely. So what's uh, what's Charlton's uh, mate called? Is it um, Landon? Landon. 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 <laughs> He, like, watches the ship go down when they're in the little dinghy, and he just says, Going. Going. Gone. I'm like, yeah, it is, mate. It's sinking. <laughs> Thanks for your contribution there, like. Would you just fuck off, Landon? Like, seriously, uh, what's your problem? So, they don't know where they are. Yeah. Or when, when they are. Yeah, it's like Lost or something, you know, the time... Charlton Heston loves this. Yeah. Loves this. Absolutely loves this. He's going a bit balmy, isn't he? He's just laughing at stuff. We've he, he been away 2,000 years. No. <laughs> yeah, like, um, Landon puts a little flag down, I think. He and cracks it. He's, and he's just hilarious. He loses his shit at that flag. He thinks it's hilarious they put a little flag down on the I thing. like to think he just thinks it's funny. He goes, look how small the flag is. <laughs> It's so tidy. Imagine saluting that. <laughs> but we must defend it at all costs. So do we know what their mission was? Why they were in space? We don't really know, do we? They were alluding to that they were um, searching in for a, another place uh, to colonise, essentially, because he did mention that right, okay. Stuart was going to be the new Eve and they were basically going to colonise, was the, the so idea. He's going to find a planet and start anew. Basically, the plot of Interstellar. 
Right, okay. Have you seen it? Not seen it. Okay, films, that's mate. all right. Then. No. But um, just so you know, it's that, basically. Yeah. But no McConaughey, because he just would have been sperm at this point no. in time, so it's okay. Charlton Heston is... You thought he was cracked. I just think he was a lad who was kind of praying that this would happen, because he's, he's bought, you know, philosophy for dummies. Well, yeah, he, he just seems... And uh, he's got all of his best lines ready now. Like. Yeah, he seems a bit above it all. He just seems like he's, uh, I know better than all these people. I, you know, blah, blah. I think he was more ready to let go of the... Or seemingly more ready to let go of, like, the futility of everything. What he, was his life on Earth like? Well, he said, you know, everyone was saying to him, oh, you, you were miserable, no one liked you, you didn't like people. Mm. He said that he had no like relationships that ever lasted. He's he's a misanthrope essentially. There was like. love making, but there was no love. Oh, it's not sad, <laughs> and that's why he left. But yeah, yeah the other guys, he's kind of like, and I can see his point, which is like, you know, what you worried about. This is like, this is it now. Like, time isn't going backwards. Yeah, I suppose. Like, we're here now. That's it. Yeah, I why guess so. Get used to it. They get to slide down a big hill, which looks fun. Yeah, and it says. Yeah. Uh, Let's go over here. Why? No What's reason at all. No reason. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I think. This looks pretty amazing for 1968. The shots here, the, mm. it's, it really just looks great. I think it's the fact that they you get that weird music again, and yeah. so the shots are so far out. Mm. You know, not just like trippy, man. I mean, far out as in like zoom yeah, yeah. all the way yeah, out. Yeah. You were saying you thought, oh, drones are going to be filmed. I, I did this. a joke. <laughs> yeah. that, like there was a shot that looks like a drone shot. I'm like, oh, they probably have to do that in some other clever way, like with a kite or a helicopter or something. I just love, I love like how it looks here. Yeah, yeah, it is just great, and it could easily Very just bright and clear and and yeah, it's it's kind of it's familiar. It's somehow foreign and alien. It's it's really desolate. There's no food, and there's like lightning and boulders everywhere. So yeah. it's dangerous. Charlton is uh, being a bit of a dick here to all of his friends. He's like, <laughs> a little he's bit, a bit like a prophet. Like, you're 300 light years away from your precious planet. Like, it's your planet too, mate. And he goes, uh, your loved ones are dead and forgotten. <laughs> How about yours? Nah, mate, ain't got any loved ones. Because I'm a lone wolf-like, yeah. you know? What a badass. I'm just saying, any, anytime anyone ever messes in going, ooh, who would you like to have on a desert island? Or not, have rain for tea? or Not fucking Taylor from Planet of the Apes. No. Fucking buzzkill, like. Yeah. Like, oh, I lose like, a round of 25 because I, you know, played the trump card at the wrong time. And he'd be like, well, it doesn't matter, though, does it, Kevin? Because in 17 years, everyone you know is going to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you playing that card, Charlton? No reason at all. <laughs> Starts waving a tiny flag around, just <laughs> laughing at it. He's really thought this whole thing through, I guess. You yeah. Know? And uh, the other scientists, they're like, they're having a go at them. They're saying, like, well, we're seekers. Uh, you know, we, we want to know ultimate truth and, you know, find what's out there. And that guy would, you know, go into an active volcano if it meant finding out something mm. that people didn't know about. And he's like, eh. Yeah, I'm not like that. You never really know what his true motivations are. No. For doing stuff. Which I guess is good. Mysterious dude. Yeah. Yeah. So few people could pull this off. Like, yeah, he pulls it off well. Charles Heston does have, like... I mean, whatever about Charles Heston, the person, and his gun and politics and a lot of nasty things he's done over his there. acting, yeah. But fuck me, he is like that classic Hollywood royalty kind of... It's like, it's quite, it's like swagger, ego. Yeah. Like, yeah, he really pulls it off pretty well. You could see him acting like Troy McClure in real life. Yes. Well, Unironically, yes. and having a very successful career as a result of it. Like. Yes, they find some life. They find a plant. And then they rip it out of the ground. Yes, yeah. life. 
That's Kill it! <laughs> Get rid of it. As soon as they do that, Dr. Zayas is like, you see, man is capable of nothing but destruction. Oh. And then you see that they're being followed by uh, little rummagey people <laughs> running around. I thought, those apes don't look like apes at all. They're, they're terrible. Did you think they might be apes? I thought everyone on the planet was apes. Ah. I thought they were all apes. Oh, you didn't think there'd be any humans? No. Oh. And I was like, if these are the apes, these look pretty terrible. Have they just got funny? Because you can't really see their faces when yeah. they're scrambling around. And I was like, are they just going to be humans with like little Pretending monkey masks to be apes, on? Like, yeah. like it's a fucking high school production of Planet of the Apes. Like, I'm an ape, are you? Yes. Uh, the scarecrows proper freaked me out. Yes, they did. Really scary. How like, come? Because they're like just an X shape, but they kind of looked like monkeys doing like the Y bit of YMCA. <laughs> But when they're all doing it together, it's really... There's something about, like, so many things in this movie which become, like, I think, ambiently creepy when it's like, and an ape made that. Yeah. Yeah, the scarecrows in particular. It's like, whenever I've read anything, like, what I was doing, like, stuff about animal behaviour, and any time it was like an ape did something really intuitive and genius, I'd be like, what?! Oh yeah, I don't know if I like that. Extra la- well, it's like an alien when uh, the, the, we looked inside the alien technology, and it looks like it's been made. Mm. It's familiar enough that it's, it's unsettling, and then alien enough that it just it's like, hey, yeah. look, they're trying to be people, and yeah. I don't like it. It's slightly I, different, and it, it upsets you. It's ours, you know. <laughs> you see it like ant farms and stuff when you see all the things. That yes, they make yeah, like, yeah, ah, it, yeah. Like there that. is like kind of a. Like I guess there's the whole thing where like humans is kind of like that's all that's our gimmick that's our thing yeah. we we do no. stuff you're not allowed to <laughs> yeah. put a little hat on that scarecrow like humans do make a little Wurzel Gummidge I'll try it. Imagine if Wurzel Gummidge was these like horrible things like oh it's Wurzel Gummidge. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to like describe the music at this point in my head and I was like the, one of the in- instruments sounded like if um, you had a, a cupboard full of mugs mm. and then something drove by your house and made your whole house shake <laughs> yeah it was like that what I thought it was it was a, a, a bin bag full of robotic chickens <laughs> just kind of go yeah. yeah, but uh, unsettling music, good, lovely, very, very, very nice, nice. Well, not nice, unnice. I think Opposite it's like nice. They got all the individually very creepy members of the London Philharmonic Orchestra. Like, oh, it's the guy with the gong who's a bit, mm. yeah. Or there's that one tuba guy who's a bit, mm. or there's that one guy on the xylophone who's just a little bit weird. And they got them all gave together. them a room full of bits and just said, pick what you like, have a go. And this then, is your time. And then they kicked them all down the stairs. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> So the lads all, they see these scarecrows and then see some water and just have a nice naked swim. You wouldn't be able to do that now if you saw those scarecrows, would you? No, I'd be freaked out. I'd be in the movie. Oh, I'm not getting my dick out if I've seen a <laughs> scarecrow like that. It's going to come and rip it off like an eel. <laughs> so they all go uh, skinny dipping and John yeah. Heston fucking loves it. Like He's like going around. It's they like all me. love it. It's like me when I drink a cup of coffee. Like, ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they're all groaning, having some fun, having yeah. some horse play. Yeah. And as we all know in movies, the second you let your guard down naked in a body of water, 
that's when the antagonists start nicking coming. clothes. All the clothes get little nicked. cheeky rascals come and nick all the clothes. It's a fun prank. And they destroy it. They break yeah, everything. They rip all them up. Cool bits. They're cool backpacks. Ah, now you're naked. Ah. Destroy their vials of turmeric. I like the yeah. The solid backpacks are nice, aren't they? They're very cool. They wouldn't be comfortable, but they're cool. Functional. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what yeah. you want when you're a yeah. space explorer. So all the stuff has been destroyed and taken. And again, this is the the issue. Is like you know we've all been there. We all went for a swim. Yeah. We put in our phone, our keys, our Seabrook crisps all into our shoes, and then someone goes and bloody next them. Like, yeah. it's dangerous, dangerous you have to just game. Just wrap a bit of rag around you and hope for the best. <laughs> and so they, they see that there's uh, there's humans, like a big field full of humans, free just, range humans. Yeah. Oh, these are just like almost like humans because obviously they don't think this is Earth. I'm like, oh, they're kind of humanoid, but obviously not as advanced. And then Charlton Heston hubristically says, like, oh well, in six months we'll be in charge of this place. If this is all there is, then you know, let's just. It's fucking arrogance to be like, ah, they're all primitive. We could just take over because we're American. Well, I mean, that's the American way, isn't I it? Suppose, like, you yeah. know? Blessed are the vegetarians. That's a funny line. <laughs> they're happy because they're not being eaten. Yeah. Like, you know? So, yeah, Taylor reckons they're going to be running the shop soon enough. But before they can get to colonizing, there's a fucking crop field chase. And you get to see the apes. This is where they go. Oh, apes it's revealed. on horses. <laughs> yeah. What, what do you think seeing an ape on a horse? <laughs> it's funny. Isn't it? Just funny image. Yeah. An, an animal on another animal. This is another scene that is referenced in uh, The Simpsons. I couldn't remember The Simpsons bit where this scene was. It's where. All, the episode starts all the kids are all playing out right. a really lovely time and the church bell rings it's time for them to go into church and all the parents come out and they round them up like ah, okay. Milhouse's dad is riding on a horse and he throws oh, like a, a net, a net yeah, on yeah, them yeah. and all that stuff uh, it's like there's something about this scene and it, I think it freaks out people and particularly did back then for a number of reasons I think the thing is is that as humans we just kind of have this thing that well we're humans and our special human ingenuity means that we're going to be okay Yeah, and yet these simple apes mm. and all they've got are like crappy purple clothes <laughs> and horses and sticks yeah. and rifles so primitive they essentially look like you know you ever had a mate and you want to play guns and he hadn't got a gun you just pick up an old plank of wood and pretend it was a gun yeah that's, that's what they've that's got the kind of guns they've got and it's like they're so simply overwhelming the humans like they just like herd them like cattle like yeah. they go you all go over here oh no there is a drop now what do we do and these all jump in and fall over and even Charlton Heston and all the smart boffins with all their science yeah. fall into the simple ape trap one of the boffins gets shot dead that oh, happens yeah. quite early on back of the head yeah. not nice gone Taylor gets shot in the neck as well. The other guys get all split up and the apes are there, like Donald Trump's children, taking pictures with their their kills. And that's when it's revealed that they can talk because you hear one of them go, smile, ha 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 ha. Now, was that something you did not know? Didn't didn't know whether that was coming. Although I, I, I'd only guessed that they would talk from the Simpsons bit with the musical where they're all having a chat and one, ah. of, them, one of them's called Dr. Zayas. And I was like, ah. I guess they must talk. But I didn't know if all of them would talk. I thought they might be like, a, f- a few talky apes and then most of the apes are just apes ah I see but they're okay. not yeah, no, no, they're all talky they're all talky yeah. so the humans are essentially viewed as being like wild animals and mm. this is again like if you see how you know humans will treat animals and then how humans get treated here it's like it's really horrible like this scene because they you get all like hung up upside down and yeah. thrown in shitty cages and 
It's awful, but it smells like fucking shit as well. It's just, yeah. It does make me feel a bit guilty. You know, it does kind of flip the reverse everything. You know, it turns the tables. I mean, at least they give them a bit of space. <laughs> you know, apes here treat the humans better than we treat chickens. Yeah. But we never see it, so it's okay. Yeah. You know, so oh. didn't go and make a movie about it, though, did we? So. No. <laughs> so the thing that, um, the only thing that gives away the era this was made in, really, is the, the the look of the apes. So yeah, let's talk now, about that. It, yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. It's quite good. All things considered, it's aged fairly well. Yeah, like. it's, yeah. it's all right. The The thing that distracted me a little bit is the mouth movement. Mm. The mouth movement is the only thing that they didn't get quite... If, if that was a bit more fluid, then it's I think the it would be fine. the fact they can't purse lips. Yeah. Like, they they just kind of open and close like on, puppets. Yeah. yeah. They insisted on doing like three or four times of like having Zira or you know, Cornelius start kissing people. Just stay away from it. Like, yeah. You know, it's hug instead be, be platonic <laughs> but I mean at the time it was viewed as being like really well, yeah, no, revolutionary yeah. like oh my god how could you do like that's incredible how you've managed to, to do such prosthetics well, that's the thing it's so good that even now it's pretty good yeah 50 years old yeah still pretty good you know I mean movies that came after this have worse effects than this yeah and actually it yeah. speaks to the how in high quality this was for the time and actually subsequent Planet of the Apes movies really struggled to actually have enough of these prosthetics for the whole cast as the budget went down yeah. they actually struggled to have right. so they actually yeah. looked best in this movie they get slowly worse as they go along instead of yeah. better even though years pass which is so, quite strange so the humans get given some sugar because humans love sugar <laughs> they do it's their favourite like yeah. I was kind of hoping it'd be like you know humans have like you know something that they love like in the way that oh like oh apes love bananas or whatever it's mm. like oh those humans they love their pomegranates like or something like I that I guess sugar is kind of a thing like that give it? them their kale they love that like you know? <laughs> give them some cavalonero they love oh. that like it's full of antioxidants and uh, Taylor can't talk because of his neck which is a, a good device there because I thought mm. well if he's caged up he can just be like, uh, excuse me you've made a terrible mistake if you can just let me out but he can't he can't terrible, talk sorry yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not a misunderstanding uh, yeah. <laughs> they get hosed down yeah Something about like I've seen someone hose down, like I've seen the Shawshank Redemption and people getting hosed down and mm. I'm kinda of like, well, whatevs. But getting hosed down where there's also hay immediately made me go, Ooh Yeah. No. Bit yucky. That is too yucky. bits will stick mm. to to parts of them. And he's got a beard as well, it'll stick uh, no, mm. not nice at all. So we're introduced to Zira, who is an animal psychologist. Mm-hmm. She is a chimpanzee. Now, this is something I had to explain to you, I think, during the movie, the fact there's different kind of classes of apes. Because you thought that Zeus and all them, that it was just that they were old, so yeah. they were all grey. Well, yeah, all blonde. <laughs> old blonde men, the way yeah. it always goes. So the way it is in Planet of the Apes lands, there's three kind of main categories of apes. Right. Orangutans, yeah. which is what Dr. Zeus is. Yes. Yeah. Chimpanzees, which is what Zira and Cornelius are, yeah. and then there are the gorillas, which there's actually no named gorilla character in this movie. But do we see any of? Them? Yeah, they're the kind of the, the guys who've got the the guns. They're the, right, guards, the horseback ones. The guys on horseback. Okay. And the way it goes in the Planet of the Apes movies, and some of it is alluded to here, but they don't actually really flesh it out as much in this one, yeah. is that there's kind of like a caste system in place. Right. And that's where a lot of the social commentary around Planet of the Apes comes in, because the orangutans yeah. are always going to be the doctors, the politicians, the priests, upper class. the pre- professors, exactly, the high-end, high like upper-upper class. Right. The chimpanzees are meant to be things like the teachers, the researchers, 
researchers, the people who are maybe inquisitive and bright and whatnot, but they're still working underneath people that never rise up a certain level. Middle class. And then you've got the guerrillas who do menial labor, cleaning up, and also police, army, brute strength, all that. So they're technically the lowest rung. There is kind of a class system here. Yeah. Yeah. And some people have read really closely into that in that you know the lighter skinned apes are the oh there's a race higher, and there's like yeah. connotations of race as well as class uh. in there as well and actually one thing I will say watching like this movie mm-hmm. is that a lot of that actually doesn't come out until the subsequent movies right. which is a shame because I think the subsequent movies are most of them aren't as good as this yeah. one so it is there all that Planet of the Apes stuff but I don't I don't know if it was was this is like whoa social commentary as you thought it I would mean, be I mean there, there, there was some of that but I was focusing more on the like the religious stuff yeah yeah the religious that is very stuff. like heavy handed yeah I honestly didn't even think this through enough to think that there was some sort of class or race divide ah. between the, the apes there you go yeah. so this, it's a movie that repeat viewings speaking of uh, yeah. heavy handed yeah there is a line here that I laughed a lot at which is oh you know Human see, human do. Oh, for fuck's sake. There's two in it, right? There's one which is human see, human do. Yeah. And the other one, I don't think you know us, which is when the orangutans are, the three of them are set up in like the high council and one of them right. puts his hands over his eyes, one over his ears. Oh, and one over his like mouth. the see no evil, yeah. see no evil, hear no evil. And apparently there were people in the movie who wanted that, that to be cut because they thought it was too clumsy and heavy handed. Mm. Obviously not so clumsy and heavy handed like, no. that Sam now was stiff, but like. <laughs> well, now I'm like, oh, they look like the emojis that you get ahead <laughs> <laughs> of its time this movie yeah. really really ahead of its time um, she nicknames him Bright Eyes which is quite cute every now and then he falls apart oh. turn around Bright Eyes come on now <laughs> I'm going to hose you down mate turn around Dr. Zaius comes in and he's a fucking prick yeah he's a he's a bellend isn't he he's an absolute bollocks yeah. oh, he's just mimicking them yeah humans see human do humans see human do man has no understanding Mm. Well, yeah. some understanding. I take your point, but it's a little <laughs> bit on the nose there. I just love that he has got so many like, no, mm. men are fucking the worst. Man's the worst ever. Don't ever question that. Like, he's got some great lines, Zayas. So, yeah, yeah, he does. He's always got wood in the chamber, Zayas. Who was playing Doctor Zayas? Some old man. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, the only person who I know is in Charlton Heston. This is uh, Roddy McDowell, who plays Cornelius. Right. I know the reason I know Roddy. McDowell is because he's the only person who's in every single Planet of the Apes movie oh, okay. that came out. And he also did the voice of the Mad Hatter in the uh, Batman animated series. Well, there so we go. There you go. Yeah. Learn something new every nice. day. We're introduced to uh, Cornelius, yep. who Zaya says is, Ah, Cornelius, the young ape with a shovel. I'm <laughs> <laughs> on my, on my like, you know, OK Cupid profile. The ape with a shovel. <laughs> so he's sort of like a archaeologist, kind of? Yes. Yeah. Must make sure then you're digging for artifacts you don't bury your reputation <laughs> he reminds me of Winston Churchill um, yeah quite, yeah, quite yeah. a lot does uh, Dr. Zayas you yeah, know? spluttery delivery isn't it yeah in yeah. that I want to see a pub named after him where loads of angry people go to drink ale humans live in the forest and then they eat all the crops and they're shit yeah I love the idea of humans as a pest species because mm. it's obviously you know bacteria you know they, they eat all their food they yeah. multiply and then they eat so much and multiply so much that their shit kills them yeah. and some people say oh that's what humans are going to do is that we're 
using up all our resources and multiplying and all of that and then we'll kill ourselves with our own waste yeah I think that means it's of going that way isn't it yeah I mean like just the other day I was walking down and there was someone smothered to death on their own shite yeah I mean but again you know well it's sulfur though it was, it was the weekend <laughs> like you know yeah. oh go on you know, we've all been to those parties they get out of hand someone dies choking on their own vomit and shit it happens yeah so Charles Heston gets himself in a little bit of a fight. Uh, he's a uh, quite the fighty one. He's trying to like write his name out and explain on the ground, and all oh, this stupid humans like, Duh. yeah. Um, I mean, they've, they've given him a woman as a present as well. Like they've given him, um, they give him a familiar like. Yeah, it's like here, have have this woman, see if you like it. And he, he does like her, doesn't he? He, does, he, is, yeah. he has genuine affection yes. for her. Yes, and he t- he tries to do some writing in in the ground, and she rubs it out because she, she come on. Get it together. You know. She doesn't understand. So she doesn't know what's going on. He names her as well. He calls her Nova. Nova. A futuristic sounding name. (laughs) (laughs) And what I love as well is like, Zayas is such, he's so clearly got something to hide because when they take away Charlton Heston, he's like, there's some writing on the ground. Scrub it out. Scrub it out. Yeah. Why does he get into a fight? It's because one of the other ones joins in on the, uh, rubbing it out. out, He kicks him to stop him. He gets into a big old naked fight, like, you know. He's vicious. Humans are vicious. Very vicious. Mm. And, uh, if the human had a chance, he'd kill you and everyone you ever cared about. Yeah. He steals Zira's pad and writes his name on it. Yeah. To its, uh, you know, Zero sees this, she's like, holy shit. Yeah. He's written his name. Gets him into the office to do some more writing. I think it's the flat. They go back to the flat. Yeah. They go back to the flat, and he's there, writing. Yeah. And she's like, look, Cornelius, look at all these things that he has written. <laughs> it's just a stunt. Humans, Humans can't write. <laughs> Humans can't write. It's a stunt. I it's love a it. stunt is the thing that makes it's me laugh. Fucking you, brilliant. It's a stunt. It's yeah, a- nothing. It's all special effects. Yeah. And my, also my other favourite one, which is uh, when he says he came here in a... He flew. He flew. Yeah. Oh, come on, now we all know that flight is a scientific impossibility. <laughs> I love... That's what I love most about apes, is yeah. like, in the movie, they have really rigid structure, society, laws, rules, logic in place. Yeah. But it's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's They've, just, like, you've done a re... Like, it's all there. Yeah. But it's wrong. <laughs> That's yeah. why I love... Like, someone needs to come over to ape society and be like, no, I... Yeah, but just... Like, no. I can see where you were going with your working, but you've not come to the right answer. You need to try a bit harder. Like, the perfect analogy for ape society in this movie yeah. is when you actually see all the ape architecture. When you get to see... It's like, all oh, like... It's all wonky. It's all wonky. <laughs> it's like the house that, you know, home... The windows rooms. are different sizes. Yeah, it's like yeah. the house that Homer builds for Flanders in The Simpsons. It's yeah. like, yeah, you tried, but yeah. let's just have a I mean, we, we, a- it is technically shelter. Like, we can go underneath it and not get rained on, but <laughs> come on. I love this one when he, like, he builds the little paper airplane. Yeah, it undermines them immediately. And, and he's like, he looks at it, he's, like, he's almost going to throw it, and he's like, no, I'll just leave that for later yeah. you know so Zeus comes in he's ruining everything and yeah. Cornelius is basically like look I've got a theory that apes may have evolved from humans but my granddad wasn't a human yeah so therefore it's, I'm not human it's very much the Zeus is a creationist here isn't he pretty much yeah, yeah. so apes were created in heresy yeah this heresy is, this is not what's in the scrolls so it, it's bullshit yeah, unfortunately, when I was teaching evolution in school, yeah. and if I ever had someone who didn't believe in evolution, I couldn't just go, Heresy! <laughs> That's what I wanted to do, but yeah. I wasn't allowed to. So, yeah, Zayas is like, I 
like, no, all right, this guy can't be here. Ate your pop, you know. Yeah. Humans are rubbish. Did you not hear my chat earlier? It screws up the paper plane, throws it on the ground. <laughs> Mate, who doesn't want it? Like, what What a heel. It, it what a floats on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Put it in the bin. I like how much more eloquently they did this here than in Planet of the Apes 70s Dreamboat TV series. Right. Where they go, we came from an amazing time. We built machines that flew in the air and swam in the sea. Yeah. That's a lot less yeah. eloquent than what they do here, I guess. Yeah. So Taylor makes his big escape and he dashes through this weird city. I love how you get all these little hints of how fucked up everything is. Like they go through a funeral. Yeah. You see like how weird it is. They've got the lawgiver, which is basically their version of Jesus. And a lot of this is all fleshed out, like their theology and where it all oh, okay. comes this, from in the yeah. later movies. And there's loads of nets. It's the gorilla's yeah. chief weapon in the fight against Charlton Heston. So in, in the funeral bit, there's the phrase, I never met an ape that I didn't like. There's things like that. It was like a font of ape kindness and all these kind of just like... Simian hu- kind, hu- like, yeah. Human-esque things. And then little boy just goes, look, it's a man, right? And that sent chills down my spine because I don't know if I've told you the story where I've heard that phrase before. Look, it's a man. Yeah, right. Now, this is just a tangent. I used to work in a theatre, mm. right? And I needed a big poo one day. Yeah. And there were lots of kids going to see like a pantomime. <laughs> Right. Did you do so, a poo in the shape of a man? No. Is that what I, <laughs> Look, it's a man! <laughs> no, I went upstairs to, like, the secret toilets out of the way. Oh, so I, that, it's the thing, I know so those that, secret toilets. Yeah. They're good. So the kids wouldn't come out and, like, be... Because, uh, you know, I can't be arsed with that. There's, like, yeah. a school full of kids Ooh. going to see this pantomime. So I'll go upstairs, and if they come out during the break, they won't go to those toilets. Anyway, so I went. I sat down and started to do a poo, and I heard the sound of, like, 15, like, tiny little boys running into the toilet. And you know what's scary about when you see, hear the sound of loads of children running or moving mm. anywhere it sounds like a giant scuttling insect it's scary <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, and then they started, like, knocking on the, the toilet door, like, the oh, cubicle door. no. Is there anyone in there? And I, was, I just thought, I, I'm just going to keep silent, I'm going to poo, and I'm just going to get out of here. So you're going to try and, like, do a silent poo? Well, no, I, I, just, I wasn't going to be like, yes, I am in here. Like, I didn't want to say that. I just, I just didn't say anything, because I was just so panicked by it. And, I just, and you can't diffuse that situation with humour, because any humour coming from a man mid-shit is always going to be taken the yeah, wrong way. Yeah, exactly. So I was there just do, doing a poo, uh, trans around my ankles, and I saw, like, <laughs> so a kid went into the cubicle next to me, and I saw, like, a tiny head come underneath the cubicle next to me, <laughs> Jesus. make eye contact with me, and then go back out, and they said, oh, it's a man, like that, and that's the, that took me back to that moment. <laughs> And it was awful. It was a horrible moment. Was that just the first time anyone referred to you as being like a man as opposed to a, you know, a guy or a boy or yeah, a youth I think that's, or a teen? Like. That's part of it. Is that it's like a man. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, Jesus. And then, ah, it's an old man. Uh, but like the... So- <laughs> So when I finished pooing and got out, washed my hands, got out of there, the teacher of these kids was standing by the door, right? And I felt like I'd done something wrong. Like, she scowled at me. Because to her, like, there's kids in there saying, look, it's a man! And, like, obviously I'm just doing something wrong in the toilet with a bunch of children. And, yeah, it was just a horrible, horrible experience. And this film took me back to that. And, you know, you can't really get any kind of warning for things like that. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been, like, you know, a little tiny chimpanzee or gorilla going, look, it's a man! That's the only thing that would have made it worse if it was a child, but a chimp child staring at me. Here's a question, just I yeah. need to know. Okay. Did... We'll get back to the film in a second. Yeah, because I mean, I'm in two minds with this and kind of the scientific wheels are turning. Yeah, here. yeah. When he said, look, it's a man. Yeah. Did it increase or decrease the speed of evacuation? I just... 
I I can't even remember. I think I might have even like abandoned halfway through just to get out of there. You pinched it off. Yeah. I was like, I just, I, I'm not going to keep shitting now. Like, I've just got to, I've just got to go. I, I can resume this later, but I've just got to get out of this situation. That's sad. Yeah. That's a terrible, that's like probably the worst life experience you've ever shared on this. Yeah. Fucking hell. There you go, folks at home. So. And because of that, Sam never goes to the toilet <laughs> ever again. Just in case. Like. I have not pooped since. I, I must say, that's very brave of you to say that, because, I mean, the temptation at any time you're in the bathroom, if I walk past, just to scream, Look, it's a man! <laughs> He's really... Uh, so yeah, that's what happens at the ape funeral. There it says, "Look, it's a man." At, that at chase least, happened. at least it was at a panto and not a funeral. Yeah, because then exactly. like it would have been particularly bad. So they chase after him. Taylor does some parkour. He jumps on the buildings and stuff. It's yeah, quite funky. It is. It's his big moment to show off all his cool moves. I think he goes to like a museum of man. Yes, where you see his friend from the start of the movie. Yeah, all stuffed and all mounted. Stuffed I think. And, uh, basically, yeah. they're in quick turnaround. Yeah, very quick. I mean, I'll tell you, the taxidermies right here. They're fucking. Well, how long has he been in the, in the cages? How long has he been in the, the vet space? It can't have been that long. Maybe I a guess. Couple, couple of weeks? I Days, know. I Days? would have thought. Yeah, well, they Surely. do it quickly. Yeah. So all the apes throw food at him as he's going through the area. That like, game. It's, there's a real, like, Twilight Zone scariness to it, which is, you know, it's not just the people who are chasing after you who want to get you. It's like everyone everywhere yeah. is like, all ah! the town spikes, yeah. They are kind of reacting like if a wild animal was on the loose. I'd probably throw food at it. Yeah? If there was a big gorilla, like, in just in the town centre, and the people chasing after it, and I wanted to make it go, well, I probably wouldn't. I'd, just, I, I'd run away, personally. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but if, if everyone else around me was throwing food at a gorilla, I'd, probably, I'd probably join in. Toss a leak at a gorilla. Yeah, but yeah, did it. Well, I know because I love animals. But well, the, these days they probably just film it on their camera phone, wouldn't they? Yeah, just point a phone at it. They probably would. They wouldn't throw fruit at us. They would um, push uh, an unflattering Snapchat filter yeah. on it. So, oh, it looks like a dog princess. They wouldn't throw apples. They'd use their Apple iPhones. <laughs> And we get the famous line when Heston is caught. I love it. It makes it even better the fact that his throat was just about healed up. And this is the first thing you hear him say, which is, Get your stinking paws off me, you damn dirty ape! Oh! Powerful line. Good line. Love it. Yeah. And actually, even better than that, a line I forgot about before we watched this, mm. which is when they take him back to his cage and they start spraying him down. He just goes, It's a madhouse! A madhouse! It is a madhouse. Because the, the, the bloody ape that's spraying him is having it. <laughs> the first time the apes go actually apey and start doing ape noises when he's just having a laugh hosing him down he turns into an actual just a, a, a bloody animal he man. loses his inhibition yeah like, it'll go becoming yeah. animalistic like. mm. so they separate him from his lady yep and he's been kept on his own some now imagine me needing someone yeah, he's like he has a little love soliloquy here yeah I must say this probably appeals a lot more to me when I was like 18 or 17 than it does now right like what even is love like, dude, you're in your fucking forties. Like, grow up. Like, settle down, you big freak. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And maybe, maybe I'll settle down. Maybe I'll just play the field, mate. You're in a dystopian a, future. A planet of the apes. <laughs> Get your shit together, like. Yeah. Sort it out, like. This is where he reveals that Stuart was to be the new Eve, the lady who died at the very start. He had a little crush on her, it would seem. But it's but the way he talks about it is a bit gross. That he's like, she was to be the new Eve with a lot of help from us, of course. Like. And we were all gonna have sex. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on, mate. I know they were, but still. Wouldn't it be a good idea 
idea to bring more than one woman yeah, on the fucking Three mission. blokes, one woman. That's no. not a plan. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the plan of a civilization that's going to blow itself up yeah, and let it be exactly. taken over by apes. Yeah. They clearly didn't bring their A game, like, you yeah. know. And he slags off now, he's like, oh, you're not as smart as Stuart, but you're the only girl in town, <laughs> so you'll do. He's loving this, isn't he? Like, you know, yeah. she doesn't have to say a goddamn thing, and it's not sexist because it's in the future, like. And he, he's taken away to monkey court then. Uh, and I've heard of a kangaroo court, <laughs> but. <laughs> a monkey court. <sighs> and they take his clothes off. So he has his hearing, and yeah. we get an amazing quote from the Justice, which is, His rags give off a stench that is offensive to the dignity of the tribunal. Yeah. Which is, uh, we've all been there. With not a know. thought to the dignity of poor Taylor, when they take his clothes off. <laughs> They're like, so yeah, we don't want the smelly man here. Make him naked, like, no that'll, that'll help. I mean, I'm glad that he really came in, that the magistrates aren't allowed to just, like, whip your pants off as soon as you come in, like, you know, be seated. Take your trousers off. Like. Yeah. So the ape's philosophy and self-important morality, it's yep. like ours. Yeah. And I mean, you were saying it was quite heavy-handed. Yeah. I mean, like, it does make its own... It does make the point, you know? Mm, yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you've got to, you know, do things like have a reflection on philosophy and morality or whatever... Go full on. you got to go full on, just yep. in case anyone leaves out going, Duh, I wonder if they meant it was about humans. <laughs> of course it is! Because it makes the whole thing is like, oh, only apes have souls apes have got dominion over yeah. the animals and you know what that is something which I did like a bit of research on that when I was you're know, looking into how people think about animals and yeah, yeah. doing some stuff about that and the amount of people even unreligious people like people who admit completely to being like completely a- no religion whatsoever yeah. completely atheist would still believe that we have like a either a duty or a dominion or a mastery like above animals and not just domesticated animals just animals. all animals yeah you know and it's like you don't believe that it's a thing like from the bible or from your spiritual book or whatever saying it why is it that humans think that I don't know we do I guess even though most of them could kill us Mm. (laughs) we still just think oh but we're the best ones my name's Keith from Croydon and I've got dominion over the Portuguese (laughs) man of war you've not you've simply not oh my name's uh, Sally from Northumberland and I've got dominion over the parasitic wasps you've not no they'll just lay eggs in you Sally that's all they'll do that's all they'll do Taylor gets cross-examined yes what is the second article of faith I don't know your culture evil yeah it's like he can't think because he doesn't know this stuff that no one's told him I mean if the roles were reversed and it was a talking ape yeah yeah do you think the first question we'd ask them is like yo what the ten commandments are like even if the ape was like well I personally don't know that because I'm from a different culture to you but ah he can't think and he's like so tell me then what's it like not having a soul um <laughs> could you kind of outline the broad points for it there yeah they just have, have an old go at him yeah he says that he's not the only one that he crash landed with other people yeah and Landon Landon should be around there still so let's go meet Landon I like that in the in the court like in human court I don't think they'd just be like right let's go have a look then <laughs> like they'd, they'd adjourn <laughs> wouldn't they <laughs> 
Yeah, there's a, cute, a few legends. I just love the like, right, okay, let's let's go have a look. Let's find him, and then we'll come back and we'll see if that's right. <laughs> to see really like, yeah, it would never happen. Like, no, you know? but I really like that. That's how they do it. So they find Landon. Uh, yeah, Landon pretty quickly. Yeah, he's he's yeah. been held with all the other humans they captured in the hunt that day. Yeah, and it, it turns out that he he can't speak to him because the the apes have shaved his head and put a big C on there. There's a yeah. big letter C. C for can't talk. Yes. So. <laughs> So that's him done for by the looks he's, of things. He's been lobotomized. Yes. Or as Charlton Heston so eloquently puts it, you cut off his brain, you bloody baboons. Yep. Fucking love that. Yeah. But oh. the, the story from the, the aforementioned bloody baboons is that he fractured his skull and it was fixed by some of the nice bloody baboons. Yeah, they cut out the bad bit of the brain. Yeah. <laughs> and patched it up, put it all back together. I mean, I'll say one thing for the apes. They can do brain surgery. They can effectively lobotomize yeah. someone. Fair fucks, lads. Yeah. You know? That's I mean, pretty not, advanced. Not too bad. No. So back in court, Cornelius reveals his theory. He's basically saying that, look, there is evidence from archaeological digs that we've done yep. that there could be more advanced pre-civilization to ours. He could be evidence of that. And, oh, no. Don't like that one bit at all. No. They get charged with contempt of court and malicious mischief. <laughs> oh God! You know, I mean, that's you know, that's how they got John Gotti in the end. The, uh, the famous gangster, of course, the malicious, malicious mischief. mischief. Yeah. Of course, it was a technicality, really. But I mean, the malicious mischief orders have been on the books for many years. Mm. So Zayas and Taylor get to have a little bit of a one-on-one. Like, yeah. Uh, Taylor's put into Doctor Zayas's custody, and he's saying, like, you know, if you tell me exactly where you're from, I'll won't cut up your brain. Yeah. But if you don't, it's experimental surgery for you. Jesus. Wasn't it like emasculation or something? It's like, we're going to cut off your... <laughs> cut off your knob and, and then cut off your brain, like... <laughs> Can't he just pay a fine or something? Didn't yeah. you check his means for him? Like, uh. fucking hell. So Zaius' theory is that he's a mutant. Yeah. So he kind of goes against what the other... What are they? The Justices, yeah. I guess they're called. The posh posh apes. Yeah, the poshos. Yeah. Because uh, they think he's a res- as a result of an experiment that has been done um, by Zira yeah. and Cornelius. Mm. But he doesn't really think that. No, he thinks Zayas. that he's a mutant. Yeah. And the reason he thinks that is because obviously he knew that Landon and could he talk there's well. more in the forbidden zone and he uses the same phrases when they talk about when they first see the plant like when there's one plant there's another and another and another and he yeah. goes oh, when there's one mutant there's another yeah, and another and another, another. Yeah. where are your women don't don't say that at the start of a night out no okay? particularly with the doctor's ace voice you won't have a good night out okay so we cut to gorilla who's having a smoke <laughs> funny image just, it is. just funny yeah <laughs> Do you think he rolled it himself, like? Or no. Yeah, probably. It's just, it's funny, a little ape cigar. I think it's there's yeah. something so pleasing about seeing a monkey smoke a cigarette or a cigar. It's hilarious. Do you think there were moments in this that are intended to be funny? Yeah, yeah. Yeah? I think so. I mean, I don't think they're meant to be deadly serious if you've got a fucking monkey with a smoke in his mouth. Like, that's okay. hilarious. That yeah, is yeah. hilarious. Is, yeah, objectively quite funny. I mean, I'd like to think I know the human race well enough that in the last 50 years, certain things have not changed. Mm. And one of those things is a gorilla with a cigar in his mouth. He is funny. Like, a gorilla with a tie is also funny. Yep. Okay, so that is just natural logic. Gorilla on a little bike. Funny. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't get any of that. A gorilla chewing tobacco would also be... Most tobacconist products, I think, would be... Pipe. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's funnier actually yeah, I think exactly. one of those long fancy yeah, Cruella yeah. de Vil type ones would be also quite mm. sorry we're not advocating apes getting cancer or anything of the no. sort here but know? we just say it's a laugh a gorilla vaping <laughs> <laughs> ah yeah for 2017 one of big ones and big fucking clarinet you know those big fucking ones that lights up and like you know has LEDs on yeah. it you? look at me I'm being a prick <laughs> a gorilla walking out of one of those vape shops that you get and then just having a big vape I think that particularly would be funny <laughs> they take in the supermarkets yeah. you know sometimes they have those vape stalls set up yeah yeah I don't know why I thought this is funny but there was a really tired looking man right just like overwhelmed by the selection oh. he was there was all laid out in front of him too much two hands on the counter he's going this is amazing you've got cherry and blueberry <laughs> and raspberry oh. and forest fruits and fruit of the forest and he and couldn't pick it was just yeah. too much birthday for that man so, do you know that near my house there is uh, one of the vape stores yeah I can believe that it, anyone uh, could say do you know near my house there's but, a vape but, store but it's, it's called vaping bad and it's got the breaking bad logo <laughs> <laughs> that's there's a little one of the uh, shopping centres in Manchester yeah. there's a little nook mm. it's an unknown nook right it's the kind of it's the part of the shopping centre which I think if Mr Wiggins and the rest of the management had their way it would be shut down post taste yeah. it's this little nook and inside it's got like two or three little shitty hair salons mm. One or two little shitty cafes, a Warhammer 40k store, yeah. and also a big vape shop. Yeah, yeah. And every time I've walked, there's never anyone there. No. Like anyone in any customers at all, except in the vape shop, there's usually like six or seven people behind the counter, all just vaping <laughs> slowly. And they've all got like really red, sore oh. looking faces, like, oh, maybe if we vape another batch, we'll get some customers. <laughs> So this this guard is smoking basically. It's <laughs> <laughs> a monkey having a cigarette. I just keep thinking if I keep wandering around the shopping centre, I will come across a shop that has six gorillas all vaping at once. Zira's nephew springs Taylor loose. Yeah, he beats up the guards, holds him, hits him over the head. Um, Zira's nephew looks a lot like Cornelius. I, I was interested, like, what's Cornelius doing there? I was like, oh, okay, right, because they just wear this. They've got the same outfit. It's funny because they make the joke later on. It's like all humans look the same. Like, yeah, you know, all, all, all of the. Am I ape racist? Possibly. Yeah. Well, you can tell apart Cornelius and uh. I mean Cornelius and Zira even look exactly the same. Yeah, pretty you much. Know? Yeah. They, they've only got one speed. The uh, the prosthetic. Designers, they're not going to you know make things different for you, I guess. So they said they're going to go and escape. They've got a yeah. foolproof plan, saying br- that he brings Nova with him. Take Nova against the wishes. Really of do that, yeah. yeah. But Charles Heston wanted to have a scene where he's riding on a horse with her, and that has to happen. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. off she goes. They're planning to go to the Forbidden Zone yeah. to try and find evidence of the existence of this culture, so that Zira and Cornelius can get off in yeah. charge of heresy. And they're all out there. They're like, why is it called the Forbidden Zone anyway? Oh, it's because it's forbidden, mate. No, can't go knows. there. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would yeah. say, what an curiosity killed the cat, but obviously not the chimpanzee. No, curiosity kept the chimpanzee going, really. If there was anywhere near where I lived called the Forbidden Zone, yeah, even Forbidden Planet I'm intrinsically drawn to because of that word forbidden. Yeah. Ooh. Let's go in there. Let's go in. Yeah. Let's buy some Funkos, you know. <laughs> it, it's just that word is So many alluring. Funkos. Too many, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Big wall of Funkos. But it was just written in the old scripture that you had to buy them, so, you know, that's yeah. the way it is. Um, there's a bit where they get away and uh, Taylor gets a gun and they give him some clothes as well and he's like oh these are just like shit clothes why couldn't you give me something nice then I think Cornelius or, yeah. or his nephew says like what do you expect an ape's new suit and I just find that really funny yeah, that they're like it's ridiculous too. that a human would wear an ape's new suit yeah you can't have that I, I mean it's, it wouldn't fit like no. you know well, ape suit uh, I think the ape clothes are designed so they can do their silly walks, like, and not chafe, yeah. you know? You get those weird red marks under your arms otherwise. The Forbidden Zone is pretty much lovely, the bit that they're in. It's a nice beach. Yeah. Yeah. Like, nothing can grow there. Yeah. It's, the air is poisonous. It's not, it's lovely. Yeah. Little babbling brooks and streams. It's a nice beach. Uh, Taylor does a little shave, and then we get a little chat about beards here that I'm sure you enjoyed. Yeah, because he was like, back in where I'm from, only the young wear beards. Oh, okay. And he's like, oh, beards. Was I, that a thing? I, 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 young people had beards? I get, you know, because, yeah, in the 60s wouldn't have been that, like, being, you know, beards and hair and whatnot, that would have been viewed as being, like, a, yeah. a hippie-ish type thing. Ah, okay. I mean, the mad men from Mad Men would not be called no. without beards. It was only the freaky, deaky, creative yeah. types. said, long-haired, freaky people need no to apply. So, you know, the long-haired, freaky people can't the, apply for things. The times, they are a change. And yeah, and then wrong. the... Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, takes, he shaves his beard and yeah. when he shaves it off he goes oh it makes you look less intelligent yeah Kevin's got a beard for the uh, for listeners I, I do yeah have you got a beard no Why, what's that in your face then that's oh, just it's some intelligence beard, beard, so I, I, I don't go in for fads like that so <laughs> it's not it's growing in some intelligence like yeah, just, does that mean if you can't grow a moustache it's like there's an aspect of your intelligence that's really like underdeveloped yeah, I'm just a straight up thicker man like, just a bloody idiot you know left cheek maths right cheek science underneath geography top lip though rubbish at poetry like, yeah can't, can't do any poetry can't, can't do sudoku either you no. know it's <laughs> all gone I'm just an idiot and uh, t- Taylor gets back into like jerk mode now when, yeah uh, he's kind of yeah. like he's got the gun he's got the power you know he's got what he wants mm. but in fairness though you know it's not as if he's misrepresented himself really no he's never been like oh and then we'll all escape together and you know he's just kind of like I'm out of here yeah he's been pretty upfront about it and he's been treated quite poorly mm. you know and like even when he's treating people poorly they're like oh you're being cruel he's like well you're being cruel to me and yeah. like, yes but we thought you were inferior oh yeah Zayas turns up here at this point because he knows that they're going to the forbidden zone so they go into the dig site yeah. and they're looking around poking at all the little uh, trinkets and whatnot that are yeah. in there and essentially what they find is they've got an older culture which is dated from before their scriptures are even written and that older culture has got more advanced you know things like dolls and yeah. false teeth eyeglasses and eyeglasses heart valves stuff yeah. like that and Taylor at this point is pointing out the contradiction to Zaius that he's the chief science officer and also the defender of the faith mm. and Zaius is like no science and religion can totally get along side by side didn't you go to Ori what the fuck is wrong with you, <laughs> like, you know, didn't you see that chapter where there was like a candle and beside it there was like a, like a rocket ship going up into space and the candle was like kind of like Jesus-y and the rocket ship is like you know science 
so the two can coexist because <laughs> they were on the page. It's the, the same side, textbook. Side by side, yep. figure 1.4 Collins textbook. Mm. Why would they print it otherwise? The syllabus is correct. Exactly. So he's got, you know, he's got a fairly decent argument yeah, yeah. out there for himself. So Cornelius is showing him the evidence and even in his in-faces evidence, Zaius is like, no, you know, apes kept humans as pets. I'm sure if you keep looking, you'll find the real master of the house. Yeah. And at this point, you're kind of going, hang on, he knows something. And he's just, he is, it's almost like he's defending the faith. Yes. <laughs> Some sort of faith defender mm, idea. Yeah. yeah. Then we get the doll, don't we? We get the creepy doll. Tell me this, defender of the faith. Mm. Why would an ape make a human doll that talks? Mm. Yep. Got him there, mate. Got him bang to rights. I, I think I do quite a good of the impression of the doll. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's, it's and why would they? Because humans in their timeline have never spoken. No. And pretty much at this point, Charles is kind of spoiling the movie. Yeah. At least for the evolutionary biologists in the room who are like, well, there's no way you can have concurrent evolution of two unrelated lineages of humans. Well, I don't know if he realises that. No. He doesn't. He's unwittingly spoiling yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, when my dad turned around in the start of, within the first half of The Hobbit and said, this isn't very good, how he spoiled the rest of the movie right, that yeah, way. Yeah. It's unwitting spoiling, you know? So he decides he's going to hold Zaius ransom for some supplies because the gorilla Popo have showed up. Yep. <laughs> and uh, he's given a very deep question to ponder. If man was so superior, then why did he not survive? And he reads out an ominous scroll about humans being shite, mm. make a desert of his home and a desert of your home. You know, treat him with cruelty. Don't put up with any of their guff, basically. Yeah. Ooh, it's all a bit ominous, isn't it? Yeah. And Charlie Heston is, you know, he's not, he's not shook. No, but... Well, it, certainly yeah. food for thought there. And, yeah, uh, I think so. Uh, he gives some advice to Lucius, who's the nephew, which I really liked here which is never trust anyone over 30 just keep having a go at grown ups mate because Lucius <laughs> hates grown ups he's like oh, I hate the older generation they're yeah. so rubbish and there's definitely no more an authority on anti-authority and yeah don't listen to mum and dad then fucking Charlton Heston <laughs> a man who like Ronald Reagan would have looked up to for uh, fuck's sake what a square like and he goes to shake hands with Cornelius and Cornelius just stares at his hand for a bit it's like what alright oh, right, yeah see what well, actually the cut out there was the full thing which is don't trust anyone who hasn't got 30 hand guns uh, that's yeah, what yeah. he wanted to say actually mm. so there you go so don't trust the 30 states to have enacted my radical proposals for gun ownership that was yeah. maybe what he was trying to say there gives a little kiss to uh yeah Zira. who thinks he's very ugly which is quite funny lol yeah because they look so different and he is hideously ugly <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> monstrously yeah. I, I think it's, it's quite uh, it's cute that he's a little kiss at the end there. yeah like, oh, nice yeah. Yeah. interspecies because there was some affection between those two wasn't there something that they dropped from subsequent movies I think they were going to allude to it here but they wanted to do a thing where there was going to be an ape-human hybrid right fucked up okay weird yeah don't do that no. I'm glad they didn't alright does that not happen in the future movies no it's not no. okay just in case you're hoping to see any kind of interspecies erotica right you gotta pack back onto clips for sale for that I'm afraid like you know not here Taylor wishes them all luck and then yep. he pisses off yeah I mean Zeus lets him go Zeus is like 
off he goes. Give him what he wants. Let him let him find out. Let him go to his destiny. Off he goes. So he knows. He knows. That he knows what he's going to find. He knows that they built a replica of the statue. <laughs> so we see the the famous scene, and I mean, we talked about it at the start. Yeah. But the scene. What were your thoughts on actually seeing it? Was it like was it goofy? I mean, was it kind of overdone? Is it one of those things that's been parodied too much, or did it still have any impact? It still had some. I mean, as soon as they got to the beach, I was like, well, it's nearly time for the Statue of Liberty scene because mm. I knew it was on the shore. So I knew it was just kind of poking out of the side of the rocks and stuff. I love the. I know exactly what spikes. it looks like, even yeah. though I haven't seen it. Mm. I think I've seen it recreated in other ways. That I just knew exactly what it looks like, and it, you know, it was good. It like again. Like, for a film of its time, they did that pretty tastefully. I it's kind of like going and see any movie, which... I don't want to say the whole movie is the twist. It's not. There's more. I think we can say there's definitely more to this movie oh, yeah, than, absolutely. than the twist. Yeah, because I knew the twist, and I still enjoyed the movie a lot. And that, that obviously says a lot for the movie itself. Unlike, say, a lot of M. Night Shyamalan yeah, movies Yeah, I wonder where... if that's true of Sixth Sense. If, you, if you've <laughs> never seen Sixth Sense, but you knew the twist, could you go into it and be like, this is a great movie? I, I, I don't th- know. It's difficult, because a lot of the times when a twist is like... You feel so rewarded from a, a real proper twist where it's like wow not only is this like make loads of sense it's like all these things which they've done to hide this from me yeah. and all the stuff slots into place it's like this perfect structure that all kind of unfolds in front of you and you end up coming away with a much more positive mm. opinion of it yeah I think it's only when you rewatch you realize. I I think that the movie is so much more than this this yeah. ending. But the ending I still think is quite quite powerful. Yes, it is. Yeah. If not a little bit, I don't say it's out of character because at the start he's like kind of, what does it fucking matter? Everyone's dead. It's all you know. You know he's telling everyone, you know, it doesn't matter. Everyone you know care about is dead. This is the reality now. The thing where it says like you maniacs, you blew it all up. Mm. What is he talking about? Mankind that just blew up. Earth? At the start he's talking about. He's kind of going, you know, I wonder when we're out here if we'll find a place where. You know, man isn't so inhumane to man, essentially. Or, you know, where we let our brothers starve or we, you know, turn on each other. He's basically quite anti-humanity, I think. So the implication there is that Earth has been blown to bits by humans. They just fucked up and, Yeah. yeah, destroyed everything. So I think he is kind of maybe... His little journey he's been on maybe... You were thinking he might you know, change his perspective on humanity, and then he comes mm. across this, and it's like, oh, for, of course, it's fucking as I originally suspected. Humans are shit, yeah. and we blew up the world, and we did it annoyingly close to where I just was. That's just, oh, yeah. why would you do that? Like, the end. And Nova's like, no, oh, what's going on? Yeah, she doesn't have a fucking clue because she can't understand any of what he's saying. She doesn't know what that big thing is. I think Nova's. What's just she going to do? I now? don't know. We did, like she. She literally has no dialogue because she can't speak. The Next movie picks up the second this one. Really? Just, just yeah. straight up. Straight up continuation. That's interesting. Are you interested to see more of the Planet of the Apes movies? Um, I will say there is a dip in quality. Yeah, I imagine there would be. Without, I mean, without spoiling it, there are still... One of them is very, very, very good. Right. One of the sequels? Yeah. Right. And I'm not I'm not talking about the reboots here. I think the reboots... The original so the, sequels. The original five movies, basically. Right, Before five. Tim Burton or anyone else did anything. Yeah. So I think one of them is, like, particularly very good. But it's not the second one, is it? No. No. Okay. I'd say, as far in terms of quality go, it's the first one is probably the best. Then yeah. I would say the fourth one. Right. Then the second and the third and the fifth. Right. And the fifth one is so bad. Yeah. It's like, whoa. But it gets a bit wacky at points. They try to do the social commentary a, a little bit more, you know, plainly yeah. in, in some of the subsequent ones, and it's quite effective. 
But I still think they're worth watching. But I don't know if this is a movie where you kind of like, if you're left clamoring for more or not. No, because I'm I'm happy enough with that ending. I think that's cool enough of an ending that I'm like, okay, that's the end of the film. I am kind of curious as to where they would take it further. And they do explain in those five movies how it came to be the situation right. that they're in but I don't, I don't think I want need to know that mm. I think it's it's better and more impactful if you're just like oh humanity something really bad happened in all those years you can kind of fill in the blanks yeah. like, you yeah. don't need those blanks filled in for you I don't want to know how the apes took over or anything which I know is what like Dawn and Rise of Planet of the yeah, Apes is yeah doesn't matter mm. it's the fact that it did happen and that that is the reality that is like it i don't know so mm. I, I think I'm, I'm happy with it as a self-contained thing i yeah. don't need to know much more because i'll be honest like i would say the sequels if i was to pop them into the cinema swirl and they're not change, classics i wouldn't they? say they're classics no. or necessary sequels unlike a lot of the you know some of the other ones i'd say like yeah. rocky 2 is more important to watch than beneath the planet yeah, of the apes fucking two towers or something <laughs> more important <laughs> Yes, uh, hashtag make him watch it. Hashtag throwback Thursday. So, final thoughts on the movie then. You enjoyed it. Yeah, really good. Very good. What was it about the movie that was kind of... I don't know. Um, my first experience of Charlton Heston was good, um, and like it, at times, beautiful honey glazed Hollywood ham that he is. Yeah, good, good looking man. Uh, got that kind of uh, Hollywood swagger. I liked that. It was in terms of special effects and the way that the film is filmed. It was good, it's really aged good. So well, it's aged really well. Um, it's actually aged better than some movies we've watched from like the seventies, yeah, eighties, yeah, yeah. which like, is quite and, interesting. And the the satire and the you know the morality of it is heavy-handed but it's clear and you know what they're trying to do and it kind of works and it does make sense it's it, great it's, it's it's perfect for like if you're a teenager who like wants to watch a movie and like it have some extra meaning that you can like you know look into and discuss and yeah, think about you could write an essay on this film yeah absolutely yeah, it really easily you could i came very close to doing that yeah. in my a levels exactly <laughs> like, it's, it's really a handy film that's got like clear satire and extra layers to it that you can analyse if you want to I mean a lot of people say that's like one of the best things that sci-fi can do is yeah. like ask those types of questions exactly about who we are now yeah and there's bits in it where I thought oh okay that makes me feel guilty because it's happening to a human not to an animal I am a bad person humanity is bad is there any things about the movie you didn't enjoy not really even the mouth movement thing bothered me for all of five minutes and then I just forgot about it I think the, the, there's bits where there's one like female character Character and it's an ape. <laughs> I'm like, uh, I don't, don't forget. There's the one who never talks. This is the one who dies before she gets a chance and then to the wake dead up. Lady. She's asleep yeah, at the start of the film. But there's technically two because they have to get an old lady to pay her yeah. corpse. So and loads then, of female characters. And then there's Nova who can't talk. And the, the way Charlton talks about women is a bit weird. But like, it, it's. 60s I don't Hollywood, want to be like it's like, the fucking 60s but you know it, it is and it, it doesn't uh, it explains it it doesn't necessarily mean it excuses it no you know? but uh, I mean uh, I think I have to just accept that for how it is I guess mm. if that's the movie that we're watching other than that like it was great I thought I thought it was just awesome awesome well, yeah. how many re- star wipes would you uh, um, give this bad boy then uh, four four yeah. you heard it here first thank you for listening to this episode of Cinema Swirl this episode was produced by Kevin, and the music and editing was by me, Sam. As always, you can follow us on Twitter over at CinemaSwirl, or join us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CinemaSwirl. If you have any questions, queries, comments, or stories, send them on over to CinemaSwirl at gmail.com. That's CinemaSwirl at gmail.com. If you haven't already, please do subscribe to us over on iTunes or whichever podcast thing you use. And if you like the show, leave a review. 
Anyway, we'll see you next time on Cinema Swell. Thank you.